This is Michigan's retirement coach, Mike Douglas. I know that people are professionals in their areas, and they work really, really hard to become successful. But then there's other areas where we need the help, and we need the coach, and that's what we do. A certified financial planner, Mike can help you build a plan that factors in all aspects of your financial future. If we could give you more income at the start, planning all your trips and your living inheritance you want to do with your kids and grandkids, that way later on in life, it's not about having that extra travel money as much as it is about health care money. There's different things to plan in there. Create your retirement game plan with Michigan's Retirement Coach. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike talking about what you can be doing now in effort to better prepare for your future financially as you get closer to retirement or perhaps you're already retired and you're wondering what you need to do to ensure that your plan, your money, your income is going to last you with what's hopefully going to be decades of a happy, healthy future. That's what Mike and his team at Life Plan Financial Design can help you create with a plan of your own. And you can begin that conversation as soon as right now. Just visit us, lifeplanwealth.com. There's a button there on the front page. Start your retirement roadmap and you just click on that button right there on the front page and, and begin that conversation with Mike as well. Meantime, I hear you, I hear you clicking, clicking on your computer. If you've ever met Mike Douglas, you know that the man can't sit still. <laughs> a trait you've passed on to your children, you admitted to me yes. <laughs> before we were recording today. Yes. I don't fault you for it. I just think it was interesting. You were explaining some of the psychology to me about how you don't love sitting at a desk when you're on the phone. You're usually walking around the office. Yeah. What does that say about you as your personality goes? What were you explaining to me a little bit before? So what we've learned a lot is with our kids. And I know that for my whole life, I've always struggled in desk settings, uh-huh. whether it was in school uh-huh. or even as I've grown through my professional career, I like to have a standing desk or I like to be moving. I like yeah. to collaborate. And so with a couple of our kids, we noticed that, you know, Gavin specifically and even Zachary, they tend to move a lot. And when Gavin was probably five or six years old, maybe seven years old, He'd be sitting next to me at the dinner table, and through the course of the meal, I'd see that he was actually standing next to me. But he was so short, I didn't really notice it that big of a deal because he was just standing next to me, kind of regular height. So uh-huh. why are you standing up? Uh-huh. And he's literally, I don't know. I don't know why I'm standing up. But he would just kind of work his way that way. Just get there, yeah. And so we started researching into the psychology of why is it that he is always moving? Why does it seem like he's, if he's ever being creative or whatever, it's on the move? It's never a sitting still. Uh-huh. And that's what we found out that for some kids, especially someone like him, he moves and that's a very kinetic action tied to his thinking. Got it. And so when he's doing schoolwork or when he's doing whatever, we know that he is more creative and more prone to thought when he's moving. The same reason why when I'm on a phone call, yeah. now if I'm in person, I can talk to someone sitting down and not have to move around. But on a phone call, I get up and walk. I pace. I'll find myself in the yard. Like I'm constantly on the move as I'm on a phone call. That's so interesting. Just filling up that space. And I don't know what it is. It's always been that way. I'm sure maybe there's a lack of discipline and the ability to sit down and do, I don't know what it is, but I'm on the move quite a bit. And it's a, I think that's a, a good element to it. And there's probably an element where it'd be better if I could chill out a little bit, but that's, that's what it is. I love the fact that you and Kimberly have taken the effort upon yourself though, to look into it rather than just trying to strictly discipline your son is understanding why he's this way. It also has given you some reflection about yourself, why you are the certain way that you are, because we're all different, right? We are all built different. And mm-hmm. so as soon as we can just understand why we are, how we are, it makes everything about life so much easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was tested three times for ADD as yeah. a child. Yeah. And it was constantly. It was the same thing. Uh-huh. Mike won't sit still. He's a distraction to other students. He's causing problems. But yet my academics were fine. 
And so then it was a matter of once we started narrowing down, it wasn't even ADD because I actually tested negative three different times through my childhood because they're like, well, maybe it's now. And it's this is back in the 80s, too. So there was a the learning curve of what ADD is and how to test for it and even the application. But they just kept going through. Well, they never realized that when I was getting in trouble is oftentimes when it was subjects I was strong at. So I would finish I would finish my work quickly. And then what do you do when you're an extrovert who's high energy and doesn't sit still well? Well, Shows up and runs around the classroom. You you start causing problems. (laughs) You talk to everybody. You get everybody involved. You rally the troops. Why are we still sitting here doing this work? Uh And, you know, it's great. My dad would say it's great leadership, but poor execution. And so he had to discipline and harness the energy. And uh, that's what we had to deal with. And so I knew that kind of coming in with our kids this may be the road ahead of us. I think so, it also gives you a little extra street cred in the notion of the work <laughs> that you do because of having to understand yourself, your kids, how they work. And I mean, the people that come into your office, you want to talk about meeting a full spectrum of people. Yeah. Everybody wants to retire. It doesn't matter who you are, where you came from, what you, line of work you did, how much money you came from, how much money you've earned, how much money you've saved. Everybody wants to retire. All walks of life walk through your office. Do they not? Oh, yeah. That's... That's one of the joys of what we do is when you literally hear someone's story, I've had people with incredible military stories, athletic stories, stories of family struggle. Uh, My favorite one, if I could share this one, this is a guy who was born in 1931 or 32. Like, And so when he came through, he grew up over in Detroit and he was telling me the story of when he was growing up at 10 years old, he had to drop out of school because his family needed him to work. And so he's working the family farm. And one of the things they needed to do was they needed to get produce from their farm into town. And so he started driving a truck. At 10 years old? At 10 years old, he would drive their family vehicle because he had been driving tractors his whole life. So Uh he just drove into town to deliver groceries and came back. Wow. Well, there was this produce company that had an issue with it. It was another delivery service. And they literally called the police on him. And the police pulled him over at 10 years old as he's delivering produce. And they said, they pulled him over and they said, hey, listen, what are you doing? You're too young to be driving. How old are you? He says, I'm 10 years old. Uh And the policeman says, well, you can't drive a car. You're 10 years old. They said, why aren't you in school? I had to drop out. And the the policeman asked him, what do you do with your money that you make? Mm -hmm. He says, well, I have to give basically... I get to keep about 10 to 20% of what I make. Everything else goes to the family. And so then he ends up and there are, it is happening while the other produce people are right there. Yeah. And he says, well, I can't give him a ticket. He doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> and he let him keep going. And so then he was a lot, I mean, that's the difference in the thirties and forties oh, versus now. Yeah. Right. Now so he's got arrested. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now he continued to drive truck until wow. he was of age to drive. And so that's what he did. He drove that for his family. And so when you hear those stories, uh, well, one, it puts your life into perspective a little bit of yeah, what does. people have been through. You go, maybe my Mondays aren't so bad. Right. Um, but this kid dropped out of school to drive a truck for his family farm. That so it's it's pretty interesting. Some hard earned living done yeah. right there by yeah. that gentleman. All right. So again, as I was saying, all walks of life that come through your office door, perfect case example of that. Flipping the idea on its ear and now focusing, looking at Hollywood and some of our favorite celebrities and what they think about retirement. Like I said, full spectrum. We're going to go there. The other end so, of the reality yeah, yeah, spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, actor and comedian Wanda Sykes, who I think she is hysterical. I just love her. She was talking about the age and idea of when she might retire recently on the Sherry Shepard show. And here was her insight 
on that time frame. Your wife, Alex, has been asking you about retirement. Yeah. Are you planning on doing I, it? No, I keep telling her, you know, she's French and the Europeans, all they do is talk about retirement. <laughs> well, you know, that's all she does, talk about retirement. So she's like, when are we going to retire, babe? I'm like, I don't retire. Not They show us the door, right? That's right. <laughs> When the phone stops ringing, you go, well, I guess I'm retired right guess now. I'm about. <laughs> but then when you get like 80, the phone could start ringing again, right? I think that that is such, for so many reasons, such great perspective. One, making fun of the Europeans because it's such a different perspective of work in yeah. the American capitalist society that we live in. But also this idea of in her world, in her industry, it is that celebrity culture, that Hollywood culture, they just, it'll just dry up on you all of a sudden and you have no choice. Like, I guess we're just retiring now, which can also <laughs> happen to folks in the greater Michigan area, especially when you start thinking about, you know, the big car manufacturers sometimes fit. Physically, your body says we're done and you have to make decisions from that point forward. But still, I know a lot of people come to you and ask you about this idea, thinking about the future, thinking about opportunities they may or may not have and wanting to retire. So what happens from that point and understanding when they can retire and how? What are those conversations go like? Well, there's challenges to figuring out when to retire. There's a financial answer. There's a numeric answer. And there's also the life answer. Mm-hmm. So the numeric answer is we use some really sophisticated tools to quantify when you can retire, when you can walk out, when you, cause sometimes you want to make sure you walk out before you're walked out. And there's a yep. difference, you know, you yep. you walk out on your own terms, meaning I choose to retire. I had one guy, I remember he came to one of our uh, workshops years ago and we ran all these numbers and he said, I just need to know that if they talk to me the wrong way, I can leave. Mm-hmm. I said, sounds like you have a real short fuse with that company. <laughs> but it's because he had uh-huh. seen so many people walked out. Yep. And so many people who were high-level, C-level employees being walked out, he said, why would I be any different? Yep. So knowing that gave him peace of mind that he's working on his own terms. Because we always want to retire on our terms, but he was working on his own terms. Mm-hmm. And so for him, that was a big deal. So we deal quite a bit with that. We also deal with, as you can imagine, what happens during recessions? What happens during company scalebacks? Who are the first people to be let go? And how do I make sure that if it happens to me, that I'm prepared? And so when you do these analysis, when you do these tools in advance, it helps you understand the financial answer, which is, I'm okay with that. I'm okay if I retire now. I'm okay if I keep working. Mm -hmm. The lifestyle answer is more interesting because you have to figure out what your identity is going to be in retirement. Yeah. We work and our identity is consumed basically from nine to five. Like, who yep. am I? I'm an engineer at Ford. I'm a designer. I'm a teacher. I'm a fireman. Whatever the job you occupy. Yeah. I mean, anything that you do 40 hours a week out of your 80 hours of awake time, that's an identity. Mm-hmm. So inside of that, that's filled in for you. Your daily activities are filled in. What happens when you no longer are working and you no longer are an engineer at Ford? You no longer are a teacher or a truck driver or whatever you do. Now, who are you as a person Mm -hmm. and what are you going to use to fill the next 20, 25, 30 years? That's the element you get to decide that it's on your terms. Who am I? What do I do? Am I going to retire? And that's kind of one of the phrases we use quite a bit. Retire and what? And what are you going to do? How are you going to fill your time? Who are you going to hang out with? Mm -hmm. Are you going to retire and travel? Are you going to retire and play pickleball? Are you going to retire and do all these things? A garden is a big one. We love to garden, especially when you get such a window of opportunity to grow things here in Michigan. It's so pretty in the summer. 
what are you going to do with that time? Are you going to retire and babysit or watch your kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews or whoever it is? What are you going to do with that time that's now been given back to you because you earned it? Mm -hmm. You no longer have to go clock in, clock out. You no longer have to go build someone else's fortune. Now you are living out your dream, which is to live on your own terms. So by doing that, what is your identity going to be? And we've had so many people come through. I had one client, as we walked through, They we first started talking about doing that quantitative side, the numbers of yeah. when they can retire. Mm-hmm. But the thing that kept coming back to the conversation was, Mike, six weeks somewhere. I want to spend six weeks every winter somewhere that's not Michigan. I want to be in Florida. I want to be in California. I want to be in Arizona, North Carolina, South wherever it is. Yeah. I want to be somewhere warm. So while we've spent all of our careers here driving in the snow, doing the junk, when the weather hits, I want to get out and I want to come back when it's a little nicer. So that's their dream. And so for them, it was identifying the ability to get out, go travel and do those things and become travelers, not just workers who happen to travel. They wanted to become travelers. So what happened with them then? You said they said they wanted every six weeks, every winter to be able to escape for six weeks. Did they buy a house someplace? Do they just rent Airbnbs? Do they have specific places they like to go? No, they are traveling. They are using this opportunity to spend six weeks somewhere different right now. Okay. So every year it's going to, we're going to try different places. Now at some point they'll settle into a groove. Probably sure. my guess is between 68 and 70. Okay. They'll have figured out the sweet spot. Uh-huh. They'll have started creating, because at some point you also want community. So a lot of people, they'll try these different places, but then they land on, hey, you know what? We went to Palm Springs. We really like, we went to south of Orlando. We really liked it. And they find some community they want to be part of. The psychology that is so heavily involved in what you do. Again, kind of going back to that story about what you were talking about with your son is helping him be as successful as possible in life is about understanding his psychology and why he feels the need to stand up. It's also very much at play in the work you do with your clients, understanding their psychology and effort to help them have success in their retirement years. It's so much more than the numbers. I mean, would you say how much of the conversation average person to person is about the numbers versus the retire and what are you retiring to? We lead with retire and we want to start there because that determines the numbers we need to fund it. So if you say I'm going to retire and travel the entire globe, it requires different numbers. If you're going to retire and garden, it doesn't require a substantial of numbers. If you already have a place that's paid off in Florida, that changes the numbers versus someone has to go rent new places all the time. So what we start with is the vision the dreams, the goals, the life that you want to live. We paint that picture and clearly identify it because once we clearly identify it, then we can build the numbers out to match it. So dear listener, ask yourself, have you figured out the dream? Have you idealized that image in your head? Are you working with the advisor that perhaps has not asked you the question, retire and what are you retiring to? What do you plan to do in these years ahead. It is a vital part of your plan. You want to have that income set up. You want to have the numbers figured out on paper, but you also want to know what you're retiring to. And it's a much bigger conversation that Mike and his team are ready to begin with you today. So if you have questions about what you are retiring to, putting that plan in place, getting it all sorted out and put together Go to our website, lifeplanwealth.com. You can click on the Start Your Retirement Roadmap button and begin this conversation today. Again, that's lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com. 
Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NPN number 965-0939. 